Sunday, February 26th, 2023. Uh, Bridgewater actually started the uh, the night shift at work by listening to two episodes of Bridgewater. Uh, season 2, episode 5, and season 2, episode 6, which are chapter 15, The Seekers, and chapter 16, The Howlet, consecutively. Visitor in town brings answers and more questions with them. As a local group provides an unexpected set of allies. And uh, the other episode, Peyton Blake has difficult news to share with Jeremy, Anne, and I'm not going to go any further with that. It's all about lots of difficult uh, news and things that are changing. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything for people who've never listened to an episode and the actual description of the episode from the their notes uh, gives it away. And that's from their own notes, not from any that I've written. Uh, Blood on the Tracks, uh, Phil Spector and Sp Phil Spector, Chapter 10, the end of Season 1 from October 7, 2020. Uh, it's basically uh, Phil Spector uh, or someone doing the voice of Phil Spector um, talking about, you know, how people judge him and how he sees himself against how other people see him and, and that sort of thing, just to finish the show off. Uh, I think season two, is season two about John Lennon or something? I'm not sure. Look forward to that. Trailer Park Broad. Trailer Park Podcast with Ariel Missenblatt and Tim Viegas looked at a trailer for the show Submission Black, which is a show that explores what it means to be comfortable in their own blackness, as the description goes. I really don't like using any words because personally, I think Pete, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be quoting Depeche Mode to a degree here. Uh, people are people. You know, so it doesn't matter to me whether somebody is this color, that color, this uh, gender, that gender, or any of this. People are all the same. So why does it matter in a way? Um, I don't like the whole idea of, because essentially, if to my point, and I, I don't want this to come across in the wrong way, but to my point, if there's there's something wrong in a way of separating it, I, I can see why they want equality, you know, so they actually specify that they have to have certain people in these shows or in this, that or the other, or or in this walk of life, that walk of life and whatever, where they have to have people from different areas. That's that's true in a way. But to specifically push that is essentially falling into that trap in a sense. Well, not a trap as such, but it's making a thing of it. I mean, I don't know whether it's naive of me, but it would be nice if eventually in the world there's none of this where they specifically say this percentage of people in this job have to do have to be this, this, this or this or whatever. Eventually, none of that should really matter. And really, essentially, to my mind, none of that does matter. It's all about the people individually and whether they work in that line of business or whatever, in a way. But um, anyway, it was the, the show was previously called, uh, what was it, So-Called Oreos. 
and I, I can see where that's from, but in a sense, spoken by somebody else using that term could be incredibly racially incorrect, just from my point of view. Um, what else we got? Um, Create Magic, uh, Vintage Rock Pod was about uh, the song Jump, uh, which was the first single from the Van Halen album 1984. Uh, and Paul chatted with Steve Spears from the Stuck in the 80s podcast about that. Uh, Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song by song podcast. Uh, carrying on listening to the, the, the two Eric's uh, going into songs from before ELO that members of ELO were in. So listening to the cover version of the Charlie Rich song, which was called, oh my Lord, Marv, you haven't actually written on there what the name of the song was. Oh, Lonely Weekends. Well, it covered by the group Mike Sheridan and the Night Riders, uh, which features a superb guitar solo by Roy Wood. God, Roy is, Roy is such an incredible musician, so underrated, and also as a producer. Uh, audio poem of the day, another vintage rock pod, what's that? That's about when the Beatles won three Grammys, at, three Grammys in 1997, uh, including, I think, one for video for Real Love, which uh, Paul chatted with the video director, uh, Kevin Godley, all about Kevin Godley from 10CC, another favourite group, pop group of mine. And I say pop group, generic, I, I don't really see them as that. There's a bit of prog to them and all sorts. Fantastic audio. Uh, Chris gives some fantastic advice. And here I am recording again, because as I mentioned in the episode, part one of the this about this week's uh, pods uh, I can't get in my studio space so I'm having to record with the mic built into the laptop and I'm really sorry about that <laughs> and, then, and then there's you know Chris going on about you know having something to record with actually thinking about it why the heck didn't I get my old headset out to record this because I do have an headset from back in the day when I started doing pods uh, sense of Shelf, uh, John Wesley looking at the book The Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead, also the Frederick Douglass Bible written by David Blake. Um, and where are we going to? Everything Everywhere Daily. Oh, yeah, Stealing the Mona Lisa in the whichever century it was. Oh, 19, oh yeah, 1911, which. Um, ended up making it what it is today, essentially, because because somebody stole it and then it was found. It went into the oeuvre. <laughs> so something stolen from the Louvre went into the oeuvre. Uh, that's made me giggle. I'm really sorry. Um, Marv, go on, go on. You can do it. Um, but yeah, I think that made it more famous or infamous, which means that knocked up how much it was worth to my mind and a lot of people's minds. Uh, Bar Stars Happy Hour, uh, introduction to that show presented by husband and wife team, Tom and Jackie Allen, uh, where they talk about, talk, speak with people, 
about public houses and their own history with it. Um, motion reviews, teaser trailer for a movie podcast. Uh, and well, from uh, DL Bester, and that looks like on my blog post, it was auto-corrected to L Fester for some reason or another. Um, thank you very much, uh, auto-correct. <clears throat> and uh, Beauty Unlocked carried on uh, while it spoke about Marie, Madeleine, Marguerite, Delbray, and um, more people whose names I can't pronounce because even though I have a French surname, I can't speak a bloody word. Uh, found guilty of murder, blah, 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 blah. Yes, poisoning. And, oh, it's yep, sordid story of lust, greed and murder. Uh, yes. You know what? Some of these upper class people from back in the day. Absolutely. Oh, they were, you know, they were the very definition of debauchery to the nth degree they did so many things and they got away with so much and oh my god really unbelievable monday february 27th 2023 review it yourself uh, sean was joined by pete from middle class film class all right, that's an interesting one. I've heard that one before. I better check that. To look at the much maligned, but not by me, M. Night Shyamalan film The Village. Yes, I'm reading directly from my blog, unless I, I, I would have thought that all of you would think that anyway. Realise that by now. Um, to basically defend the film, the the village. Uh, I think I said that, but um. I actually, we, we we thought it was not a bad film for the most part, to be honest. I think um, because, I mean, I left it a long time to watch till after it came out because there was all an uproar about it, people going on about it. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot going for it. I mean, cinematography by Roger Deakins, it, I mean, he's an absolute legend, so that is fabulous cinematography and the score by James Newton Howard. And, uh, yeah, in my blog I mentioned about it that I agree, it's a suspense film, not a horror. And it was um, promoted as a horror film. Uh, one of the big problems you've got with a lot of M. Night Shyamalan films is the fact that they all have this... Um, uh, twist in them towards the end and that's when not until you get that twist in them do you realise what sort of film you've been watching essentially you'll think that you're watching one type of film and then you get to this bit here and the twist not only does it show you what uh, surprise you with oh oh it's all this ah I like that it also makes you realise the genre you you think when you're watching a lot of his films that it's a certain genre of film, and then when those bits come, you realise, oh, it's not that type of film at all. 
it's almost like, but to a different degree, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, um, the Robert Rodriguez film starring Quentin Tarantino, where in that, uh, famously, uh, halfway through the film, it goes from a film being about two two criminals who have kidnapped a minister and his daughter, uh, well, taken their car basically to try and escape the authorities, and they end up in a um, uh, on the border of Mexico at a bar, um, a certain type of bar, should we say? Um, you know, for, for, for you know, I mean, bars are really for people over the certain age, anyway. And then um, things change when it when it gets to dark, when it goes dark, night, and uh, it becomes a kill fest with vampires. Uh, I mean, you know, the village isn't about that, but he's got that sort of twist where suddenly it's like, oh, it's not that type of film at all. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I've spoken too much on that already. Bloody hell. Uh, ooh, what did I do then? Oh yeah, I listened to a uh, bit, bit of a giveaway here. On um, a day or so before that, um, Sean from Review It Yourself had uh, contacted me and asked me for a bit of a quote, uh, you know, about the episodes that he does with, uh, with Bill. And uh, not only did I do that, well, I did. I sent him my my thing. Uh, I forgot what it was now exactly, uh, but I've I've always done a take when I've written about, when I've written in blogs about their episodes. I've I've done this thing occasionally where I've put you know Bill and Bill and Sean's most excellent film adventures, which is a bit of a take on Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Uh, so I've played on that and I actually recorded uh, recorded it for him. And he placed it in a compilation, five-minute compilation, of clips from the 14 episodes so far that he has made a review it yourself with Bill from Bill Reads Bad Reviews as a guest. And that's that's available on, on the stream for re- review it yourself. And I might actually grab it from him and see if I can um, post it up on the feed for pods like us, actually. Um, uh, Spoiler, I've got a problem coming out with an episode on Sunday because I haven't got any. Um, uh, so, yeah. audio poem of the day. Good morning, podcasters. Yep. Um, yep. Sad one, this. Um, basically, uh, Fuzz was given, gave us in nine minutes, he gave us a history or a brief history of his history in the media industry. Um was it something about reading a book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin, and also another book, Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Oreo Stel- oh, Storytelling by Eric Newsom. Oh, also, um, The Interestingness of Everyday Experiences by Jeffrey Sidoris. The, uh, the sad bit to this is that Fuzz is stepping away from... Uh, Good morning, podcasters. And if anyone's interested, he says, contact him and he'll sell you the show rights and everything for apparently $310. If I had $310, I might do it. But um, 
it's a lot of bloody work. Like you said, it's a lot of work putting out three of those episodes, shorter episodes, with advice for podcasters. And then they've got a uh, podcasting sucks special every Saturday as well. That's a longer form that's, that's around 30 minutes to an hour. Um, it's a lot of work in one week, that four shows a week, three short and one long. And to do all the research and everything for it. And uh, I mean, putting the curtain away here, but um, the reason why there's no uh, new episode of Pods Like Us recorded for this coming week was that I was supposed to be recording a couple of episodes uh, this week with guests. Uh, one was going to be a group chat on Tuesday night, and then I was going to try and get a chatting with an individual or another group chat actually is going to do about about form uh february album writing month songwriting challenge uh the reason why i can't actually do any recording in the funnily enough in the studio area space because that's all set up recording music which sounds weird but the reason why i've got a difficulty with that is uh, I brought back the electronic keyboard for, for, for being able to play music. Use a keyboard, you know, put piano sounds down, organ sounds, and whatever. And synths. Uh, that's taken up the space that the laptop went on to. And I need to purchase a uh, find, actually. I know they do them. I can't find them anywhere. A shelf that hopefully attaches by clamp to the desk that I use so that I could keep the electronic. The idea is I want to keep them. I want to keep the keyboard there for music and then have a laptop above that on a shelf. And then, uh, yeah, like I was saying, have a shelf that's clamped to uh, above or clamped to the, where the keyboard is set. Have a shelf that goes above the keyboard that I can put the computer laptop on. Uh, and then I'm going to go to store the storage unit that I've got and get a microphone stand to uh, that's like a boom stand and uh, set that up so it's in front of the keyboard to be able to use there. And then I'll be able to use that multi-purpose then a lot easier. Uh, it's the fact that I've got a full-size keyboard that uses all that space up really that has caused a problem, to be honest, because there's nowhere to put the microphone um, safely um but yeah anyway back to what we were talking about so yeah i did send a message to fuzz about uh about this and said thanks for the great show that you've put out and good luck with the future what he's got going on because he's got other stuff going on and i'm going to check out his other shows and because He's a great guy. I love the guy. I had a nice chat with him in person, as a lot of people would have heard um, um, over Christmas. Um, so, oh, Mastercast. Oh, this time we really looked at the cast, the kills, Kill List, which is a show about Karima Balog, who was found drowned near her home in Toronto in 2020. And she suggested similar pods that were American Scandal, Who Killed Daphne, and Someone Knows Something. Jerry Anderson podcast. Uh, great fab fact about female guest puppets used for shows. Um, they didn't have very many guest puppets or 
guest characters in the puppet shows that were female. So they didn't have very many puppets to be able to use, or they didn't. So basically, they just get repurposed, uh, even though there's some problems with that. Yeah. Uh, got a great first part of two parts of um, an audio story, Slave Trader, which was narrated by uh, Wayne Forrester, who narrates a heck of a lot of voices for Anderson Productions, such as Thunderbirds and the like. Uh, there was a great mention of the Spy Hards podcast. I love the idea of a Spy Hards and Jerry Anderson podcast uh, crossover. I think that's a great idea. Get on it. Uh, Randomizer was a non-Anderson show from the t- kids' TV show Tugs. Um, and yeah, uh, narrated by Patrick Allen, who I know from the Barry Holmes adverts in the Wild Geese film. Uh, Jamie seemed to be offended by the fact that Chris was playing uh, or picked for the randomizer a show that wasn't essentially a Jerry Anderson show. Uh, de says carries on the story of Janna, uh, uh, not novel that she's written. Uh, Bad Council, yep, uh, mention of me on my uh, internet, on my social networks. I have this habit of posting up about people passing away and that's because I'll be at work a lot of the time and when I suddenly get get a bit of five minutes I'll go online and I'll find I'll I'll see this thing about oh such and such a diet and I'll be like okay and it's someone who I'll think I'll 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 be like oh yeah them yeah or whatever and post up about it and uh, and uh, so uh, t- Tim was basically saying you know um he just finds it a bit odd or whatever that I'm doing that I do that. And uh he's it's funny. Um and oh the business about um yep. Uh, what is it? Tim asked if farting and burping, burping in public was a was a thing in the UK and I just from my point of view, no. You do not do that out in the open, really, if you can help it. Uh and Craig's <laughs> farting flowchart. And uh, something about a saddlebag with Bert. Uh, not safe for work. I'll remind people of that. But hilarious at the same time. Uh, feedback with earbuds. Oh, yes. I need to listen to an episode of one of the shows that she mentioned. And uh, um, why have I not written in my notes on the blog post? what shows were spoken about. That's fascinating. But one of the shows talked about an episode about um, Sister Rosetta Thorpe, who was a fantastic blues artist, uh, blues soul artist uh, from back in the day that a lot of people don't remember. Fantastic artist. I I would say iconic in the true meaning of the word. Uh, Wild Hollow released a, a short episode again. Thank God I've been missing this show. Um, Hollow Herald Archive, entry number 402, follows the mysterious disappearance of news reporter Digby Whippet, voiced by Harvey of uh, Shouting is Funny Productions. Um, and that's great. And there's a song that started when they were so it, so it's weird because it's sort of this person who's come across uh, a dictaphone essentially of notes or recordings of notes and he starts playing them and and so he gets like little bits and then 
And then he'll be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, got enough of that. And then he'll fast forward it or whatever. And there's little bits where there's like song snippets. So he'll get the big, they'll start going into song and then he'll go, oh, and then the character listening to it will go, that's enough of that, stop that. And then he'll fast forward to try and get past it. And it's funny because he, he fast forwards through one, he, he starts again, he goes, oh no, they're still singing. Stops, fast forwards, and yeah, still singing, fast forwards and whatever. And yeah, it's just brilliant. And uh, end of the night, driving home to the season five, episode five episode of the Icarus Complex. A short episode than than usual, actually, for a while. Season one was shorter episodes, around twenty to thirty minutes, and this one is twenty three minutes. Uh, from you know that th it came out that day, I was the morning that I was on the way home. Um, Chapter 55, the one at Reflex, Liam and Elena are invited to a birthday party with the Titanic cast and Alice also attends the party. Uh, that doesn't go according to plan. Yeah, uh, things never really go according to plan or work out well for, for the character Liam in this audio drama. And it's a shame, really, because in this case, I think he was trying to do the right thing in a sense, but I don't know. But, you know, these things happen to him. Anyway. So, I'll see what I can do about an episode for this weekend. Uh, a big problem has been, there's been some family issues uh, that I don't really want to go into too much. And um, it's just been difficult to record this weekend, and that's why those episodes never happened. Um, I just got, you know, uh, when I woke up for work on Monday afternoon because I do night shifts, woke up at three, and I didn't go back to bed. I didn't get back to bed until Tuesday night, really late. So I was awake for 30, uh, 34 hours, I think, maybe even longer than that, actually. Um, but so I was just so exhausted and uh, my head was just all over the place and it's just really difficult. It's never got around to that. So I'll see what I can do for this weekend for people. I've got an idea or a couple of ideas and I'll see if I can do something about those. Uh, but I do apologise for that. I'll see what I can get out there. And anyway, thank you everyone. Take care.